Well, I want to greet everyone, and surprising how many people are on the internet are watching and listening, which is very nice. Um, so the title for today is Events in the Life of Jesus. Uh, it's not going to be the whole events. <laughs> Could you imagine how long we'd be here? But uh, um, uh, some of the events... And I'm starting with this time, the early part of Jesus' life and start things about his, his early life. And then uh, I want to jump a space because we're only a few days, well, a week, pardon me, a month uh, or less from the Lord's Supper time. So we want to talk about Jesus' life at the, uh, at the end as well. And I want to show that chart that's... Uh, it tells all about the last week of Christ's life. So a um, week and a little bit more maybe. But uh, I want to get to that eventually. So today is the early part of Jesus' life. And uh, there's 26 events at least that's easy to find in some other text. Or in, this is a, um, the, the New Open Bible. Uh, King James, of course. But the New Open Bible. And so it's got all kinds of extra things in between here and there, charts and graphs and, you know, just what I happen to have here. Uh, um, but this graphs and, and uh, tells what's in each chapter of, of that book of the Bible. So it's kind of fun to put that together with more basic King James with a little bigger, bigger print. But in the back, even of the King James, there's a number of good things in the back of this older Bible. Uh, this is a Cambridge which I understand is no longer available because Cambridge in England is not making them. The Cambridge College in England is not producing them. Might be able to find them at uh, some Bible bookstores or um, used books. And uh, this one I've had for, oh, 30 years probably. But I keep it in this box when I'm not reading it. And I got another one exactly like it, word for word, page, page by page. So the numbers are on the same page. And it's falling apart now. <laughs> Bands holding it together. <laughs> but that's what I use for our um, nightly Bible reading and studying. Uh, but there's special things in each book. In the Halley's Bible Handbook, uh, you can tell I use it a lot. i got all these stickers in there. Uh, but it's um, the older ones are better. We like the um, when we're hunting these in, in bookstores, Bible bookstores, we like the ones that are around about 1965, uh, 23rd edition or so on. Um, and there's thousands have been made. Uh, 50,000 here, 50,000, 60,000, 50,000, 60,000, 60,000, 75,000 made year after year after year of this volume where they've repeated it. And then they've gone to newer versions, newer editions, which uh, have changes in it that I... Don't want to lose the old ones. <laughs> and for eight bucks, I can't go wrong. <laughs> so uh, anyway, um, uh, Halley's was always re revered as quite good. And I started using it in 1965. So that's where I kind of favor that year or those about that time. And uh, just amazing what is in there. Actually, many, many people were looking at this as well, they said if they would only look in the back and read this chapter back here on the church, the church, 
It'll blow your socks off. And I think some would recall it if they knew the history that was there. <laughs> it's that amazing. So in some of these sort of things, you can find 26 events uh, that are in there. Uh, and that's just 26 events of the gospel time frame, you might say, about Jesus. Things that, that he did uh, in the gospel era of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And so I'm thinking of parallel Bibles or um, the, uh, uh, what's the other word I want? Uh, comparison, side by side. No, uh, uh, when you have comparable uh of the Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, just those four. But they're trying to line them up as to which one has this story, but that one doesn't have. And so you can put them in chronological order. That's the word I was looking for, chronological order. And one that I was looking for uh, when I was writing this, working with this, was all of the miracles. That is pretty neat. Why didn't that you know, Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John, why didn't that writer put this story in his article? It's kind of interesting. And without that one, you're missing something. And sure enough, when you're reading along and you know, well, you know, this and this happened, how come it didn't mention it? So you, you've got to use all four Gospels and compare those, the writings of each of the, of the four and probably some other verses to fill in what really happened during this time frame of when Jesus was born, when they went to Egypt and, and when they came back and so on. You, you want to get those things. There's 23 healings in those um, uh, books where you can, you have to find some in Matthew and some in Mark, some in Luke and so on. But uh, you'd find uh, 23 healings. Nine uh, powers where Jesus showed his power over nature and three of the raising of the dead. That was one of the proofs that Jesus was the Messiah, that he would raise the dead. Well, at least three are recorded of where he's raised the dead. And that would be fun to say, okay, I got a story for you. Tell me the answer. Which are the three? <laughs> Wouldn't that be interesting? And so things that we should try to hang on to. 39 parables uh, are also mentioned where and Jesus told parables, 39 parables. Um, then there's, uh, there's other examples in, uh, elsewhere in the New Testament. But I also wanted to catch about how many um, New Testament disciples there were. And then you kind of get mixed up whether it was disciples or um, uh, students. <laughs> Pro how was it? Apostles. How many were apostles? And how many were disciples? You cannot be a disciple if you were not one of those that saw Jesus. Or is it the other way around? <laughs> the other way around. Um, uh, disciples are those... I'm, I'm sorry, I'm going to get myself mixed up here. The ones that saw Jesus in real life and taught were disciples, correct? And those that were students were disciples. Well, I wrote disciples in both places. Um, oops. 
12 apostles. Yeah, apostles, you had to have known Jesus from the beginning and, and saw his miracles, saw his uh, life story, um, heard his teachings, saw things like his baptism. Uh, if you didn't know that, you would be a student, which is a disciple. Okay, guess, got that right. Okay. Um, so the uh, uh, there's 39... When I was looking these up, there was 13 and 13 and 13, which just amazed me that it was separated that way. Then I started thinking about, but there's so many more of the people that studied with Jesus. There was, uh, remember 120, the one place that names off when they were going to, um, in first first part of the book of Acts, they were going to put another person in Judas Iscariot's place. And there was 120 mentioned in the room. Interesting, okay, 120 that were eligible to be chosen as one of the 12. Interesting. But later, uh, well, can you think of somebody else? Paul, you know, because he said, I was born out of time with the apostles, you know, and yet he was considered an apostle. Uh, Luke is one that wrote the book of, of Luke. He was a medical doctor, but he was really doing fantastic stuff, traveling with Paul and so on. And Stephen was stoned. There's Timothy, there's Titus that were not in that upper room. They were not in the, in the group that could have been chosen. Wow, interesting, huh? Um, so there was leaders, uh, both male and female, that were uh, studied and learned of Jesus' ways. They were... Um, the, the students of, of Jesus, Jesus' teaching. And the women, too, that followed Jesus all the time, ministering to him, okay? So you have different categories of these, and it would be interesting to look them up uh, one by one kind of thing and find out how many we could find. Yeah, Acts chapter 1, verse 13 to 26 is where they had the, uh, the 120 that they were going to choose from. And... Uh, they were asking for people to be ready to accept a challenge, I guess you might say. But they, they prayed and asked God to show uh, which of these would be eligible. And then they, they voted. They, they chose them. They cast lots. Uh, and uh, they chose two. And then they prayed again. And they, they um, chose the one by lot again. Um, they had to be. They, they had to know the um, from the beginning, uh, beginning with John the Baptist. Let's see. Look in Acts. Take your Bibles and go to Acts chapter one. What was the pattern that they needed to follow? Uh, in verse uh, thirteen, talks about how many were there, and and by name the people that were eligible. There was three eligible. And all continued in one accord in prayer and uh, with the women, Mary, and with uh, uh, the mother of Jesus and the brethren. Uh, let's see if I get down here just a little further. Yeah, bottom of verse 15 is where they said the number of them that were about 120. And then men and brethren, the scripture must be fulfilled because of what Judas did and how Judas turned out is in verse 16, and in 17, they numbered us, uh, for he was 
numbered with us. That's Judas Iscariot. But he's fallen. He's gone away from, uh, from the system. He took his own life. Um, then he mentions in verse 18 that they bought the field with that money that he had been given. And it was for people that died. It was a graveyard. Uh, and tell us about him dying, how he died. Um, anyway, uh, where's this first? Um, it was mentioned in the book of Psalms. Let no man dwell there. So it's his uh, graveyard. Uh, his bishopry, his commission from God, uh, let another take. So they needed to find that extra person that was going to be numbered with the 12. And then the... Um, let me read 20 and 22 because that's going to be important. Uh, Wherefore, from these men which were accompanied with us all the time that the Lord Jesus went in and out among us, beginning with the baptism of John, John the Baptist, unto uh, that day, that same day, that he was taken up from us must be ordained, one must be ordained to a witness with us of his resurrection. So all of these things had to be in order for them to fill one of the positions of the 12. And they found two, and then of course in, they prayed in verse 24, and then they uh, uh, asked God to show them which one had been chosen to fill that spot that was missing the ministry and apostleship. And then um, down in verse 26, and they gave forth their lot, and the lot fell on Matthias, and he was numbered with the 11 apostles. So you, to be an apostle, you had to fill this criteria. You had to be there, know Jesus, and um, have seen him in this life. So there would be no more apostles possible after year 100, something, you know, it's impossible, right, to have an apostle. So uh, then the rest of the people would be believers and uh, teachers and preachers and evangelists and so on. But not that particular word of apostle. Um, Then let me see where I'm at. Um, I mentioned the Bible as a whole. Sometimes we read the Bible in bits and pieces, and that's okay. Well, as long as we're getting the Word of God, okay. Then there's other times when you want to read a larger section, uh, whether a whole book. Say, I'd like to know what that book is all about, and you read that one book. Or you'd like to know um, within the book, like in Matthew, do you want to look up just the parables, or do you want to look up just the healings, or do you want to look up uh, the times when Jesus had power over the over nature, where he calmed the storm, and um, he said, "Wow, what kind of a man have we got here? You know, who are we dealing with? Well, the Son of God, <laughs> yeah, the Son of God. That's who you're dealing with." So sometimes Bible reading takes takes different modes. You kind of need all of them put together so that we get a better understanding of the scripture and insight to the scriptures. Okay, um, the gospel writers, 
Yeah, there's some pieces that were left out, but they were definitely needed by putting them all together. Piece of this, piece of that one. It kind of brings the whole thing into focus. The more you read the scriptures and the more you put into the parts of the story, because sometimes you'll find a, a thing that you really needed from, from early in the Bible in the book of Hebrews. You know, they, they explain it. They say, this is the way it was. And, oh, really? Yeah, that's right. You know? And uh, so we need all parts of the Bible, not just, not just the New Testament. You're really missing something if that's all you did. Uh, there's a lot of connection with the Old Testament, and they're needed. Then there's maps in the back of the Bible. I love to look at the maps to find out where Jesus went, where he walked, where he was teaching. Um, and you know, the Samaritans, they were... This one story was told when I was um, learning more about how to study the Bible. He said, I want you to do what I tell you. You do as I say. So he said, put your hand up. And that's where Galilee is. And the River Jordan comes down like this. And down here is Judah. And there's a space in between. There's some area in between. Samaria. (laughs) Well, that really helps your mind say, oh, yeah, I know where Samaria is. You know, (laughs) So we, we need that little trigger sometimes to uh, help us understand where things were. Um, and sometimes we just plain need to look on the map and find out where that spot is or why there's two Antiochs and so on uh, so that you understand the Bible correctly. Look for the two Antiochs. Um, going to Jesus' life, we need to start with Joseph and Mary and so on, the family line. There's two places the family lines are given. One is in Luke and one is in Matthew. And I'd love to read the one in Matthew because there's 14 between here and here and 14 generations from here to here and 14 between here and here. And I, wow. You know, when you go down through so-and-so married so-and-so and you read the story of Ruth or you read the story of this or that and you, you come down the list and, and you find their name in there and it's sort of accidentally thrown in. It seems like, Oh, well, this happened and that's that. And then this happened and that's another record. And, this, and then you realize that was planned. There's 14 generations. And then there's another 14 generations, another 14 generations. Just sort of blows your mind to uh, be able to follow those. So that's in Matthew chapter 2. If you turn with me to Matthew. Matthew chapter 1, I should say. Um, where uh, it starts telling of the uh, who married who, and what uh, uh, connection they had. And it ends up down in uh, verse 17. Well, let's use 16 as well. Verse 16. And Jacob begat Joseph, the husband of Mary, of whom was born Jesus, who is called Christ. Wow. That takes you on this list with all these different people's names and and ties up Mary and and Joseph and then Jesus. His name was called Jesus. And then in verse uh, 17, so all the generations from Abraham to David, King David, are 14 generations. Okay, I I can understand that. Kind of a random number you think. And then you go on. And from David unto the, to the carrying away into Babylon. So you'd find out who was king at that time, who was born in this family line. They actually make nice charts and they got, 
they got the family line divided. This one had 12 children and this one had, you know, uh, I, I love those charts too. They're easily purchased. But from the going, carrying away to Babylon, uh, from David to carrying away to Babylon was 14 generations. And from the carrying away into Babylon unto Christ is 14 generations. 14, 14, 14. And it's neat to go down the line and say, whoa, whoa, whoa. And then in Halley's, they even say, well, this was a good king and this is a bad king. This guy uh, followed God's ruling well, but his son was a disaster. You know, and then along came somebody else and he served God correctly. And then you can take those names and go in here. Okay, oh, there he is. You know, those are good things. And like when you get to Boaz and Ruth, and they're in fact Jesus' family line. And then you realize when they were courting in a certain field where they were harvesting, that was the same field where the shepherds could have been. Probably were. Because Jesus had to go back, or Joseph and Mary had to go back to their, uh, their heritage land, like a homestead, you might say. He had to go back there and, uh, in, in order to be taxed. They had to go to this land where Ruth and Boaz were. Whoa, now that puts some light on where are these people? So when Ruth was talking with Boaz and vice versa, and Mary and so on, the children born, that land was actually that special spot of ground that was known to that family line. It really, where the, where the, uh, um, where the, uh, no, no, Huh, no room in the inn because they had, then they had to go to the stable uh, to have the baby born. Um, this all the barn, you know, the stable, or, or they'd have a cave as a barn. Um, but that was on that same property where the angels came down and sang. That was on that same property. Just, whoa, okay. So then verse 18 starts off, the birth of Jesus was on this wise. And it begins to tell the story of Mary and Joseph and um, how the Holy Spirit talked with them and, and uh, Jesus was going to be born. Um, Joseph said, are you sure? Well, kind of, you know, he didn't use those words. But uh, he didn't know that this was the right thing to do. And he had to have special intervention, have the Holy Spirit talk with him, an angel talk with him. Uh, to put him right as that this was necessary, this was the right thing to do. So then he uh, uh, he took uh, Mary as his wife. But then in verse 23, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and she shall bring forth a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. Then Joseph, being raised from sleep, uh, did as the angel, as an angel told him, of the Lord to, uh, of the Lord had bidden him, and he took unto him his wife, and knew her not until she had brought forth the firstborn uh, son, and his name was called Jesus. Uh, what I'm thinking ahead on this, the firstborn child that opens the matrix and so on, those words, is a miracle child, is a blessing. And they had to do special things for him and so on. They, they, were, they had to give a special offering for him as well 
If it was a girl, he got this kind of an offering. If it was a boy, he got that kind of an offering. But there was also a fee that had to be given to the firstborn uh, child. We thought about that when our daughter was born, and it was years after she was born, but we thought about it. And my family line has some connection with the Levite tribe. So we thought, no, no wait a minute now. I know it doesn't mean anything. You know, we, we thought about that. We don't have those rules now. We don't have priests and Levites and so on. We don't have all these things now. Um, when the veil was torn, when the temple was destroyed, when Jesus came and the old system stopped and the new system started uh, at, at his death and resurrection. Uh, so we don't have that rule. But you know what? It wouldn't hurt. Why don't we just do that? And we've calculated the amount of money that was supposed to be given. And in our dollars, it was minimal. So he said, we're, we're going to do that. Just do that. So this firstborn child was very important. Way back to Egypt, right? Yeah. So we, we thought that, that would be just something that we'd like to do. No rule on it at all. But uh, we, we did. So then you jump in chapter 2. When Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, the days of Herod the king, uh, there came uh, wise men from the east. And this one, I, I, I like to make comedy out of this. It's not fair, maybe. But if they came from the east, it said three. Do you realize that's about 400 miles? And one person would not travel alone with wealth with them. They would have to have more people with them. And they did give three um, presents, three items as presents to Jesus. But was it three people that gave the exact same gifts? Or was it three gifts that had three people give it? Or was it 10 people that all gave the same three gifts? Uh, you know, the, the Bible doesn't say. It doesn't say just three wise men. When you hear the story given somewhere or acting out, they always end up with three wise men. The Bible doesn't say that. So, uh, and 400 miles in the same evening on camels? Oh, come on. There's a time frame here that we're not noticing. Why did they kill the babies from three years old and under down there in, uh, two years old and under, uh, in uh, verse 16? Why? Because time had passed. This is not a new ma newborn baby in a manger. And you'd only have to kill him from six months old and under if that was going to be the rule of trying to get rid of Jesus as king of the Jews. Um, if, he, if it was two years and under, Jesus could easily have been two years old. And now, take a look at this chapter. We'll look around in here a little bit to find some truths. Where were they? Um, the wise men came to Bethlehem. Uh, and then the star came to the young child in verse 8. Young child. And in verse uh, 9 is young child. Not a baby. Young child is in verse 13. Young child again is in verse 13. And 14. Do you see what I'm getting at? Sometimes we can jump to a conclusion that's not there. We assume that the wise men came to the, to the 
barn to the manger. It doesn't have to be that way. It can be two years difference. May have taken them two years to get there. Anyway, that's, that's things to watch for when you're reading the scriptures to try to find which uh, stories and which um, the way it's told. A young child in verse 20, I'm just kind of glancing forward here a bit. I've got some of them marked. So anyway, um, another situation that happens is when a baby was born, baby boy, what happens at uh, eight days? Must be circumcised. Ah, so they didn't head for Egypt in day two. They had to wait seven days for Jesus to be circumcised. And what happens on the 30th day? The mother has to come with the offering, whether it was a turtle dove or you know a lamb or so on, if they were poor or rich or so on. Um, so there's those days have to be fulfilled in there. Uh, I know where, where I've written the 33 days, but I don't think I'm going to find it that quick. Um, let's see, in Luke, maybe in Luke. Um, yep, it's in Luke. Uh, Luke chapter 2 and verse 21, they had to, uh, and 22, uh, the days of her purification according to the laws of Moses. And I wrote it inside 33 days. I think I read somewhere last night, 31 days or 32 or 33, yeah, 32. But I've got 33 written in here. So it depends on whether you're counting from the day the baby was born or the day after the presentation of the eight days. Would make, would make about 40 days. Um, but that needs to be measured in there. She can't just go off to Egypt and not do this not do this offering, at the temple. So sometimes people can get ahead of themselves. Uh, and this actually explains it. It was written in the law uh, of the Lord. Every male that openeth the womb shall be holy unto the Lord uh, to offer a sacrifice according to that which uh, uh, is said in the law of the Lord. A pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons, and that was according to the wealth of the family, I guess. Uh, so you could go and look that up. Go find out where that is in the law. It's probably right, right here. Luke, uh, whoops, Leviticus 12, 2 and 3, uh, 2, 3, 4 verses. And then there should be another one for, for the woman. Or the child, the circumcision is in another place. But you can look those up really easy. And don't let somebody tell you a story that's not real. You know, they, they, they couldn't go off to Egypt before this was all accomplished. And if they'd run away immediately, that might have been another kind of problem. The, um, the wise men uh, were supposed to go back to the king. Now, that's another joke. You get the king out of, out of bed in the middle of the night? No, you don't. You plan ahead. You make an appointment. You know, <laughs> uh, time passes, right? Uh, so the, the king wanted them to come back to say whether they found this king of the Jews or not. And uh, what, what happened? Tell the story. Well, actually, he didn't want a second king growing up. He was going to see to it that that king was gone. 
so that he was the only king. And uh, when they were going to come back from Egypt, they couldn't just come back right away whenever they felt like it. They had to get a message from God that the one that wanted to kill Jesus was now out of the way, gone, dead, whatever. And they came back and they realized ah, a relative was on the, on the throne, was in charge. So instead of going straight away to, um, uh, to their hometown, Bethlehem, uh, they decided, well, go around, look on the maps, and you'll see where they went around. Um, it used to be called the King's Highway, but they went over on the other side of Jordan so that they could get past all of this, and they went to, uh, uh, I'm trying to think of the name down there. It does mention the name by the, by the lake, um, Jehazareth is all I can think of. But, uh, but if you go straight west from there is where Nazareth is. So look it up on the map. Find Nazareth. That's where they head. And then he said he needed to grow up there because he was going to be called a Nazarene, a Nazarite you know, from that area of the land. And uh, it's interesting too if you find things like the, um, where did the apostles come from? They're from Galilee. Well, you don't, really catch on to that until Jesus is being accused and the, uh, the little girls, or the helpers, I guess they're all girls there, uh, that was standing by the fire and he said, you know, Peter, your voice denies you that you're, he says, I never knew this man. He said, you're a Galilean. His voice gave it away. His accent gave it away. And then you find out later, there's another verse that says, all of the disciples were from Galilee. They're all Galileans. Wow. Interesting. So you can really sit down with, uh, with the study of this area of the, uh, of the Bible and, and make a, a nice evening study together at the household. Uh, another one that you want to look up at the same time is the story of John the Baptist because uh, um, John the Baptist's mother was pregnant about six months ahead of Mary, Mary, Jesus' mother. Um, she uh, uh, later, when the, you look at the visits, when they went to visit, Mary went to visit her, her uh, cousin, which was John the Baptist's mother. And then they separated. And then a little bit, Mary goes back to her husband. But you start thinking about time frame. There's six months in between there. Um, Oh yeah, I got that on the next page. But you want to watch for that as to that it was six months. Why is that important? Well, when you come to the death of Jesus and the birth, when did Jesus die? He died in the spring at the Passover time. As we call Lord's Supper, we celebrate the Lord's Supper because it's Jesus that we're celebrating. But if you go back six months, or forward six months, you're going to end up with September, October. Oh, really? So when was Jesus born? In the middle of a snow blizzard? No. September, October, there's no snow there. Just like here. Their latitude and longitude, or latitude at least, is more like Altus. The elevation is about the same as Altus or that area around there, here in Oklahoma. So 
it wasn't in the middle of winter when they were, had their, their sheep out on the ground, sleeping on the ground. They would have them in the barns. The shepherds would not be sleeping on the ground. It's too cold. Uh, there, if you're further north and you had all the blankets and stuff to roll up in and, you know, <laughs> sleeping bags and so on. Um, yeah, we've, we've got soldiers that march on, uh, on the Arctic Circle to protect Canada. Okay. Um, but this, this story isn't about that. This story is about shepherds that are in a field taking care of their sheep by night, keeping the sheep together. And they were sleeping with them. So then when was, when was John the Baptist? Six months earlier as well. Um, so you, you kind of put it all together and find out who's doing what. There's a three months and a six month. Um, oh, and one thing that can be a bit confusing is was it 5 BC or 4 BC or 3 or 1 BC? Why the confusion? Well, when the Romans got into power, we are going to have our calendars. The only thing is they made a mistake because they were about 300, 400 years afterwards when they made that decision of when Jesus was born. And when the Roman government started, they have a permanent date on that, a solid date on that. So then you don't know for sure whether it was three years before Christ, that sounds strange, that Jesus was born. Three before, the, there's no zero year, right? So you can't have a zero in a calendar. You have to be before or after that date. And we'd like to think of it kind of an easy way of saying, start with day one, Jesus was born, you know, um, but it wasn't that easy. The calendars were different. The Hebrew people, now their calendar is what, 5,000 something? But they're measuring from a different time zone. They measured from this point, and now they're around 5,700 even, I think. Uh, way back there is when they start measuring from. So their calendar is not going to work for us, and they sure don't want it to work for Jesus. They say that was the, um, how do they refer to that now? The what? Common error, yeah. C-E, they put in, in in a book like this, you'll have year C-E. They call that common error for day year one. Um, but we know uh, more about it in terms of the Christian era and the Hebrew era and the Roman era. You know, we can piece this thing together pretty pretty sure. We know Jesus was 33 and a half years old when he died. That's prophecy. He couldn't start preaching until he was 30. So right there, you right away can start figuring things out. And then if you go back uh, to this, uh, with that in mind, for his birth and his death, his death was in the spring, and, you know, his... Uh, uh, his birth then was in September or October. Interesting to try to put those pieces together. And once they had, uh, um, oh, Mary's family line, one thing I didn't mention is Mary's family line is in Luke chapter 3. And you actually find some people in the same category. You'll start the same down to a certain point, and then there'll be a diversity, and then they'll be coming back together again, and so on. But the main thing is just to know that they are logged by family names, 
and were able to uh, find out who was where. Um, there, you could even look up how many months, like six months later, uh, when Zacharias was uh, announced, and then uh, when Mary was announced, when the um, Elizabeth announced it, when Mary announced it, uh, the announcement of Joseph that the baby was born and also the, the birth of John the Baptist and then the birth of Jesus, Matthew one twenty five. If you're looking at these, there's even like in, in a book like this or, or this one over here, there's a whole list. Luke 1, Luke, two, Luke 1, Luke 1, Luke 1, Luke 1, Matthew 1, Luke 1, Luke 2, Luke 2, Luke 3. Luke 2, 2, 2, Matthew 2, 2, 2. So you don't have to go very far in the reading. And all of this stuff that I've been talking about is going to come out already out of that portion of reading. It's not a big deal. Just have to watch for the records. Um, in uh, John, let's see, let's go to John for just a moment. I'm just about finished here, but... Let's go to John, chapter 1. And look for the word record. Uh, I think this is the one I wanted with the word record, or is it Luke? Uh, it's probably Luke. I've got John. Oh, down verse 19 as well uh, in, in uh, John. Record, yes. John... Uh, John, uh, the book of John, first chapter, verse 19. And this is the record of John. So when you start reading these, look for this where uh, this John, as he's writing in the Holy Spirit, giving him the message, they use these certain words that they could say, okay, we're, we've got this figured out because God has planned the whole thing. Um, Who art thou is in that verse 19 as well. When they're talking to, to John, uh, and he said, I'm not the Christ, in verse 20. Uh, and they said, are you Elias? Are you so-and-so? And he said, no. Uh, Who art thou? Is in verse 22. Uh, he, in verse 23, he says, uh, he was the one to make straight the way of the Lord. He was a forerunner before Jesus Christ. So you want that piece in there and then uh, uh, also then reading 1 through 11 uh, in, this, in this same chapter. In, uh, oh, I did want to say one thing about Luke at the beginning of Luke and of course the beginning of uh, Acts of the Apostles is uh, the same writer, Luke is writing. Uh, Luke chapter 1, and the first words. For as much as many have taken in hand to set forth in order a declaration of those things which are most commonly, most surely believed among us. Many have been writing. So what his job was to do it for this um, Man in verse 3, was it? Um, 2, 3. Theophilus, verse 3. 
most excellent Theophilus. He is evidently a um, highly esteemed person, probably worth a fair amount of money, and he's paying for this to be done. Now, Luke's job was to do it right. Get the information. Mary was probably still alive, most likely still alive. Remember when Jesus said to, to um, um, <laughs> uh, names that just escaped me at times, um, John, yeah, John the, uh, the disciple, uh, John the apostle. Uh, when Jesus was on the cross and he said, looked at John, he said, John, this is your mother. Mother, this is your son. He was saying to, to uh, everybody that he is accepting John or wanting John to replace him in the uh, taking care of his mother. So that Mary was still alive. Many of these other people were still alive. John was still alive uh, at the writing of these. If you go to... Um, to some of the travels, and well, what, what I was getting at is Luke could actually go to eyewitnesses and, and interview them. He could go there and interview them because they were still alive. Very interesting to know that we have such good records of such things as that. And the Dead Sea Scrolls even verified all of the New Testament writings and other writers of the Old Testament. There were some that were verified because of their writings and their uh, and the material that was on those papers that were found in the Dead Sea Scrolls. Okay, well, thank you. I hope I've encouraged you to read the scriptures and look deeply into the scriptures. Thank you.